don't be afraid of it. I would encourage you to read about it and then talk to people who are using it about it and then get some inspiration on how to use it in the right way. I see AI technology is similar to how mobile technology came to life, right? In the 1980s, um, we wouldn't imagine, uh, you know, mobile technology will be such a important essential part of our day-to-day life can you imagine going out of door of your door without your cell phone with you you can't artificial intelligence is one of the most divisive issues of our era depending on who you ask it's either a threat that should be regulated or an opportunity to remove some of the most mundane activities in our life this summer brokerage jll launched its own generative artificial model called jll gpt Right now, it's just for JLL employees, but the idea is to provide it to clients down the track. I'm Miriam Hall, and Yao Morin, who is JLL's Chief Technology Officer, is my guest on BizNow Reports today. She's discussing how she thinks AI can improve the lives of brokers and help them do their jobs. We're also talking about the widespread angst about AI, its dangers, and the concerns it will push people out of employment. But Yao says AI is for tasks, not jobs. I asked her first about joining commercial real estate, an industry that is notoriously very slow to adapt to technology. It's a very interesting journey. Thank you for asking. Um, So StubHub, and before that I was at Intuit, um, and before that I was in a few different startups, they are all B2C companies. B2C companies, especially StubHub being an e-commerce company is very fast paced. Um, Everything that needs to roll out, uh, right away, we have a lot of data that we can validate um, our decisions. Uh, in commercial real estate, definitely the sales cycles are longer. It's a B2, mainly a B2E business. The data domain, the technology domain are very different. And it's a personal journey for me to learn that uh, differences and then it's, you know, to learn that transition. I think there are good things for both sides. And, um, it has been fun. So you've launched um, a number of new initiatives, most notably an AI tool called JLL GPT, which I do want to talk about in more detail in just a moment. But when you first joined, you joined as chief data officer and your job was to refine and accelerate the brokerage's approach to gathering and storing and leveraging data, uh, essentially improve the business and create new value. Where did you even begin with that? And how did you, and what did you change? So first of all, when I first got in, I I started to learn about the business and learn about what are the critical data elements for each of the business. Java is a big company and then there are a lot of different needs and it's not just one business line, right? It's like capital markets, leasing, property management, facility management, they all have very different data needs. So when I first get into a company, there are a lot of data, but they are not in a place where it's very easily used. Um, So for example, I was, my first attempt was to interview people from different parts of the business. And then I'm trying to really draw an architecture system diagram um, what was going on in the tech and data domain? I have to tell you, uh, I have three 
screens uh, at home that I can look at a big file, it barely fits. So that's just just tells you the complexity of you know the the uh, the architecture and then the system. And my first job, and then I one is to hire the right people who can do what we are trying to do. And second is to really simplify that architecture, making sure that the data is actually really working for the business, not just sitting there in different places. Um, I think we really have achieved that throughout this um, two, and, two and a half, three year journey of uh, like us simplifying the data um, architecture, simplifying where we put our data, how do we uh, accelerate, how do we use data, what are we using data for, I think we have got to a really good place. We have built an enterprise data platform that is for the entire company globally. We have implemented a lot of the right data governance and quality control. And so that, and then we have a higher data analytics team, data scientist team, and then you know the right software engineers that can leverage those data so that it can deliver business values. I think all three things come together, I think it get us into a really good place. So does that mean someone who's working for JLL can now easily access data to inform their business? Yes, and but, you know, just like any business, not everyone has the privilege to access all the data, but it's very, so it's, if you have the right to access those data, it's very easy for you to access the data. And that wasn't the case before. There was just huge amounts of data sitting all over the place. Yeah, exactly. And then it's, you have to talk to a lot of people in order to find out where the data are. So you were appointed as Chief Technology Officer in May, and JLL has never had a CTO before. You're the first person to hold that position. It's a company that's over 200 years old as well, which is very interesting. And I do imagine that there are people that have been there in their roles at JLL for decades and who are kind of set in their ways a little bit. Yeah. Um, yes, definitely. I think there are, JLL is a great company. There are a lot of people who have been at JLL for a very long time. However, I see that, you know, there's a reason why JLL can survive 200 plus years because JLL continues to reinvent itself, right? You know, I, I don't quote me on that, but I heard something like the the uh, S&P 500 index, the company changes, you know, every 15, like 70% of the company changes every 15 years, something like that. I, I can't remember the exact number. Um, that just shows like actually if you don't reinvent yourself, if you don't evolve, it's very easy to get, you know, um, become irrelevant. And JL after 200 plus years still being irrelevant is because like JL is not afraid of reinvent itself. Um, you know, it's one of the only commercial real estate company that is really having a very, um, you know, dedicated, and clear approach to technology, having an in-house technology team with uh, people who really understand technology, data, and how to build software together. And you know, I think that my role as chief technology officer is just an evolution of that strategy. And especially since we have done so much with data, it, it makes sense to expand that into what are we doing with technology. 
What did you learn about the day-to-day work of a broker or a property manager in your early days that surprised you or changed an assumption, if anything, that you previously had? Um, I think I didn't realize as a broker, like for example, leasing brokers, how much data they need to know and collect. Um, it's not just, oh, I'm just going to show you a space, right? I'm just, I'm going to, um, you know, collect your requirement if you need a space. It's about really understand the market, understand what's available. And even for each of the availability, what what are the what are the information about that um, you know pl- space, and that's a lot of data that needs to be collected, verified, and synthesized, and then so that they can really put out a good you know package for their um, you know you know for their clients, and that's not an easy task, and I I I I never understand that part before. I didn't understand that part before I actually went and joined JLL and start learning how they work. So how do you think um, your role and the investment in tech that JLL is making will affect like the day-to-day life of, a, of someone who's at JLL? You know, our, one of our main goal of like our technology organizations, how do we ina- tech enable our people internally, um, which is really making their life simpler and easier. So for example, in the data domain, a lot of what we care about is how can we make this data collection process, this like synthesizing process, the verification process easier so that they don't need to go through a very lengthy and cumbersome process to collect those data. And that's one of the many examples that we have. Does that involve a lot of training? Because there's some people who are like, I'm not a tech person. I don't like tech. I'm a broker because I want to be out meeting people, doing deals. How How's the transition for them gone? I think um, there are definitely some early adopters who are willing to design with us and then try um, f- things with us. And there are definitely people who are um, waiting for the mature products, like just give me something that works out of the box, right? There are definitely always in any company there are a wide range of people, but what we what I truly believe is, if you build a good software product, people will use it. Just like iPhone, you, you don't need to force people to use it. They will use it if it's because it's good, right? I think that's where um, we are aiming for as a technology organization within JLL to really talk to our customers, which can be internal and can be external, and then making sure that we are building something they can use and then it's easy to use and it's bringing with value. So you launched JLL GPT in August. Um, it's a generative official intelligence model. It's the first of its kind in the industry. Uh, so in, just in simple terms, what is it? It's a purpose-built large language model that has um, you know, our proprietary, proprietary data infused into the model. And it's an internal tool that um, our JLL people use it every day. Um, for example, they can leverage that to um, analyze a, a lease. They can use it to write a marketing flyer um, to market their properties. Um, they can use it to generate um, you know, a email to for internal communications so um you know that's that's kind of the high level description of it so it can do 
stuff that has that typically is like your boring work um yeah like you know there are some works that takes a lot of time and very repetitive so that's where we are hoping that can alleviate some burden you're absolutely right and it's just for jll employees right now it's um jail employees only and we are hoping that by providing that tool for the jail employees the value can deliver to the clients as well so that they can get data faster they can get their insights fa faster through jail employees so so it can draw up a lease and it could could it draw up a contract um so it could but i think that you, i'm i'm you know, maybe a lot of um, the you know audience have heard about AI hallucination. You know, you know sometimes AI just make up things that doesn't exist, and then there are like accuracy issues. So while like we you know we encourage people to uh, our employees to try out using um, JLGPT in all all different work, uh, including generating documents. A hundred percent, you know, we ask our jail uh, employees to check the work, to review, modify, and just like anything that you, you get from the internet or any draft, you have to verify that. So how does it help people get more business, do you think? Is it that they can write an email for them that they can just check later and therefore they can be out meeting more people and doing more deals? Is that the kind of concept? We are hoping that by reduce, you know, the time they spend on some of the work that could be automated, uh, could be could be made easier with JLGPT, they can spend more time on the work that only they can do, and then can free them up to do, you know, client meetings, establish um, client relationship, really doing something that AI can't do. And then, and then requires their expertise. That's the that's the thinking behind it. There's a lot of um, significant angst about AI. Did you encounter that with the company? Are people worried? Absolutely. Um, there are. It's understandable because it's so new as evolving. Right. Every day you hear new things about it, and every day you hear things about. It, that is good and then that is bad, right? You can you see uh, AI is able to generate a movie by itself, right? Um, you you know, but then on the other hand, you have you probably have also seen uh, examples of AI making a really bad decision or bad conclusion and telling you something that is not true. So it's very understandable that there is angst around a new emerging technology, and there's definitely things that we need to be really um, concerned about and then really watch very carefully, right? I think any enterprises that are trying to, um, you know, adopt AI and generative AI as a technology need to be aware of those ends and then also about like the limitation of AI and gen AI. You can't just go in, you know, blind. Have to keep your eyes and ears open. But a big fear is that it will, um, it will take our jobs. Are there people who are saying that, that they were, we're teaching this machine to do our job? I, I definitely have heard of that uh, concerns, but one thing I think I'm I believe is that AI is here to replace tasks, not jobs. Let me give you an example. I think AI can be 
Um, one good thing about AI is it can quickly automate small things. And then like some of the repetitive work, some of the work that is not requiring a lot of expertise, um, I think AI could replace that. But it's not like to replace your job in the sense that your job requires a lot of expertise that is not within the AI knowledge base. And they don't understand what you understand, right? It only understand the general information about the world. Just like you will have someone who are a generalist, but you are a specialist. So I don't, I don't see, um, you know, it replacing any jobs anytime soon. But what if we teach it to be so good that it does? <laughs> and, you know, there are throughout. You know, let me tell you a data point. In you know, two, you know, 100, 200 years ago, um, more than 70% of American population is working in agricultural. Um, they are farmers, they are probably, um, you know, cowboys and, and, you know, professions like that. When now, you know, it's less than 10% who are, you know, who are classified as working in agriculture. Do we actually have a 50%, you know, you know, unemployment rate? We don't. People evolve. People learn new skills and then, you know, some, you know, they can do other jobs that is more value added. I think even if in the future AI is so good that can replace some uh, job family, but I believe that there the like there will be new jobs that are needed with the technology as well. And so, for example, even now we are seeing in software engineering, we see a lot of you know new skills are needed because of the birth of AI. So you know those jobs don't exist before. Like for example, prompt engineering, those jobs don't don't exist before. Now we have a demand for it. So like maybe it, it makes, um, you know, I think it will balance out at the end. I guess even if you think about this podcast, you used to have to cut tape, like physically cut tape. And now I can do it online and maybe I wouldn't have to edit this podcast and I could just focus on doing the interview. Yeah, absolutely. I think that technology is, I think, you know, as a technologist, the, the hope is to really make uh, people can do the things they love and do less of the things they don't love, but have to. You know, I think that that's where we are heading. And so I'm pretty positive about AI's impact on on jobs and on, you know, humanity. And uh, I think it's for the best, better. So I know that JLL issued guidance for AI use. Were many people at the company using chat GPT, do you think? Um, and, and what kind of guardrails did you have to put around that? Because you even mentioned before, like it, it makes mistakes. Yeah, I. so we have discourage people to use ChatGPT because we are very concerned about the privacy and the security of ChatGPT. Maybe they have ways to um, make it better, but from an enterprise perspective, we really care about the privacy of our data, um, especially we are the custodian of our client data and we don't want to Put it into any risk of leaking or being used in a model that can be queried by other people. So we have strongly discouraged uh, using 
any um, other generative AI products that we don't have an enterprise agreement with. Um, and then that's, you know, Marion, that's a, such a great question because I really, you know, for the audience out there, for any enterprises that are thinking of like leveraging these tools, you really want to make sure that you understand how your data is being used and protected. Um, because we all know data is, you know, the 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 S is an asset and it's something that you need to protect. So more broadly, I mean, how would you advise people to make use of uh, such a rapidly changing technology and rapidly changing AI to, to help them in their careers? I think, you know, be very, don't be afraid of it. You know, I would encourage you to read about it and then talk to people who are using it about it and then get some inspiration on how to use it um, in the right way. And, you know, I, I see AI technology is, has, is similar to how mobile technology comes to, came to life, right? You know, like in the 1980s, um, we wouldn't imagine, uh, you know, mobile technology will be such an important, essential part of our day-to-day life. Can you imagine going out of door of your door without your cell phone with you? You can't right now. But like, if you talk about in 1980, you wouldn't, you, you know, if I told you that's what is going to happen, you wouldn't have like, no. Right, so I think AI and generative AI is going to be like mobile technology, where it's going to be everywhere. It's going to be part of the, you know, day-to-day life, and then it's going to be used in all kinds of ways that we couldn't imagine right now. So rather than you know be afraid of it, I will embrace it. I will learn a lot about it and stay current about it, and then try it out um, if you can. So what's next for um, uh, JLL GPT? We are looking uh, into how can we help our clients more directly and providing, um, you know, that kind of technology for our clients. Um, actually, ever since we launched JLL GPT, our clients heard about it. They really want to learn from us. One is how do how do they use. Um, generative AI technology and then they also ask hey can you help us to think about you know how can you use your technology to help us to be better so I'm I'm excited about that and I'm very I always love to use technology to make things better so what sort of things do the clients want is it that they want their buildings you know, mapped in some way, or they want you know to be able to pull data quickly on on their portfolio. What 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 sorts of things do they are they is the industry asking for? I think a lot of our clients are in, interested in rolling out generative AI technology in their company that is unrelated to real estate, and then they want to understand from us because we were able to work out to such a big company, 100,000 people. They want to learn from us the experience of it, what the challenges are, what the what the watch outs and, and how do we do it, right? So that's one part that is unrelated to commercial real estate. On the commercial real estate part, they want to know, hey, now we have all this awesome technology. How can we get our data better? How can we get inside faster? How can I be more efficient? Um, 
And then how is there anything that I can AI enable a building? You know, I think that there, there are a lot of different questions they want to get our opinions on and then have a conversation in. Uh, so it must be very exciting time for you um, to be in this position. Yeah, it's definitely as a technologist, and I think I see it's it has a tremendous po- potential. And then as just a normal human being, I'm very excited to see what AI can improve my life of, right? Maybe I can actually hire a AI cook for me and then I don't need to cook for myself anymore. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for inviting me. It has been a fun time for me. That's Yao Morin. She's the Chief Technology Officer for JLL. There are other stories on our website. We have a piece about CBRE making another large round of cost reduction. Uh, They actually saw a worse than expected performance in Q3. There's also a story about nearly 90% of CMBS loans associated with office properties defaulting at the maturity in September. And we have a story about the Biden administration pushing for office to residential conversions. A guidebook on how the federal government can help facilitate that was out on Friday. I'm Miriam Hall. Thanks for listening.